Hello and welcome to 99 from 99, the movie podcast where we take you back to the past and cover 99 films or more from the year 1999. I'm your stubborn Kentuckian host, Michael Denniston, joined every week by madman of the airwaves, Ben Zook. Why take a journey to the past? Well, perhaps like you, we've looked out our window and seen the world grow smaller, colder, and scarier. Not here. So sit back, relax, and come back with us to a time when theaters were full, tickets were affordable, and there were so many good movies, you couldn't possibly catch them all. That's what this podcast is here to do. So we hope you take the entire trip with us, 99 episodes on the films from 1999. you to hit me as hard as you can i'm scared to close my eyes i see dead people i believe you have my papler now that i've met you would you object to never seeing me again this is not just a couch it's just our couch take the red pill and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes leave the light on after bedtime I always thought it'd be better to be a fake somebody, a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not. Everyone, we will avoid the strangers. Do not let them see you and do not seek them out. They mean us no harm, Kerchak. Tarzan, I don't know that. But I do. I've spent time with them. You may be willing to risk our safety, but I'm not. Why are you threatened by anyone different from you? this family and stay away from them. Tarzan, for once, listen to Kerchak. Why didn't you tell me there were creatures that looked like me? Thank you. I hope those are reading. <laughs> I thought that's how you were starting, starting the podcast, just as an earnest thank you to the listener. <laughs> no, th- thank you, Michael Dennison, for, for Tarzan. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> all the great people at Disney for all the hard work they they put into it and all the joy it's brought to me in my heart. Are we are we doing this? Is this a, actually are we rolling? <laughs> I, I mean, that is the perfect way to start it out. Is are we doing this? Are we really going to do a podcast? Two grown ass men talking about. Tarzan from 1999, starring right. Minnie Driver okay. and a few other people. Well, you've you've hit on one excellent um, thing that I really enjoyed about Tarzan, which is Minnie Driver. I like Minnie Driver, and I know we have a film of hers coming up soon, because she had another one uh, on our, our schedule that was, uh, I think, a June or July release, so pretty close to Tarzan. And I liked uh, just hearing her as the uh, romantic lead. I'm a big Gross Point Blank fan, so I thought she was uh, she was lovely in animated form as Jane. It looked great. It's a good looking movie. You got you got a problem with the way it looks, Ben? <laughs> I I feel uh, so okay. The only question I have, Deniston, uh, right. is this one. how. How far did you actually get through this movie? <laughs> I watched it all. It's a, uh, what is this? Like I don't believe hour, you. I don't believe you. An hour 40. Okay, look, it, it starts pretty rough. It's 88 minutes, according to Wikipedia. It starts pretty rough. Um, I didn't realize that we were going to do 
you know, the, the graduate uh, style musical cues here where uh, Phil Collins is the uh, songwriting genius behind Tarzan. I had forgotten that bit of trivia that he <laughs> ended up beating uh, another animated film that will be featured on this podcast uh, that had a pretty rousing song uh, blaming one of our uh, neighboring nations. Uh, also beating uh, Amy Mann from Magnolia, I think, more infamously at the Oscars. So, yeah, it starts off with Phil Collins. I'm watching this by myself. Uh, my wife comes in from work. She kind of gives me a look that said everything that you did to start this podcast. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you watching this children's uh, animated film? Uh, but thankfully, I had the podcast as cover. But, you know, after, if you can ignore Phil... If you ignore Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell as like a much lesser version of her, uh, a league of their own sort of sidekick best friend. Uh, I think it, it looks cool. Like I, I understood and I actually probably, well, I probably understood it more than the kids then because it's a little bit of a novelty. I think anytime you go back to that period in Disney animation where they hadn't totally uh, gone the Pixar route, Pixar not sort of consumed them from the inside, um, so it's, it's, you know, it's, I think it's really great animation and it looked great and high definition. Is there a lot that's memorable here? No. Um, but I guess that comes back to the songs, doesn't it? Because this, this fits in the, the style of the time starting with little mermaid and I think 89 where they take a sort of a well-known story, a fairy tale or, you know, a legend, what have you. And they add pop songs to it something so if those songs catch like in beauty and the beast aladdin then i think the those films are remembered unfortunately uh they hitched their wagon to phil collins here and i you know i think that's why this one's just sort of like lost i actually didn't when we were talking about uh this last week um you know i, I don't think people were going to remember tarzan came out in the summer of 99 i think they're going to be like oh yeah i think disney did a tarzan movie at one point but i can see why this one is not highly regarded but i think it's fine fine to fun we went we did phantom menace which was bad to find this is fine to fun how about that ben i think you just like coming off as an apologist for something that you, you obviously knew you weren't gonna like and so all right oh, hold up now but hold i mean up. okay 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 i'm trying so i'm glad you brought it up because this is ironically the the second uh oscar winner that we have on this podcast do you remember what the first one was uh let's see the matrix yep, right the matrix okay. yeah. uh so this is the second oscar winning film that we that we have on this podcast and and yeah i'm really surprised by that because i found the phil collins songs including the one the the big signature hit here you'll be in my heart i found them all like equally annoying um and, and i i don't i don't hate Phil Collins outside of this movie there's it's just something about the combination of like animation and Phil Collins that that just I don't know it made me feel nauseous uh from the very beginning and even narratively I think they kind of screw up the the Tarzan story they hitch a lot to this villain uh named Clayton here who who's like a hunter and who is there to uh hunt uh, Tarzan's family, uh, the, the gorillas that he's grown up with. And it really comes off stupidly because, okay, I get it. Tarzan 
has never, you know, doesn't hasn't seen human beings his whole life. He gets that he doesn't understand that this guy has bad intentions. But what's the deal with Jane? Why why is Jane so damn clueless about Clayton's uh, intention to mm. to kill Tarzan's family, uh, uh, you know, and take them back to uh america in cages and all that and then again okay i guess we should give a spoiler warning in case you know there's (laughs) well you know we should do that because you know there's i I, that happens to me sometimes like you know i'll listen to something and they'll be assuming no one's ever gonna uh uh uh, you know be be upset about that but so spoiler alert this whole thing in the this whole thing in the third act with putting Jane and and her father and, and Tarzan uh, in a cage in the ship and all that. Like, what's what's he gonna do when they get back? Is he gonna kill them all? Like, like he can't exactly let them go at that point. Uh, this whole you get a he's sort of an itchy trigger finger there <laughs> because yeah, you just, don't you just put him on a boat? Like Tarzan's already agreed to you know go to the human world. He's got a yeah. fancy new uh, suit on. Uh, and that's the moment you decide to, uh, you know, do the the wrestling move where you reveal yourself to be the heel and uh, this like tag team match. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know we we have to keep it on the the island. We can't <laughs> we can't have him going on there and massacring and enslaving these apes in a Disney cartoon. Like it's it's got to stay in the uh, the the jungle. But um, okay, so that's something I think I can't remember what we were talking about at this point. I'm sort of mainlined. Uh, 99 from 99 podcast as far as listening back to them. Uh, but we were, I think it was Phantom Menace where you, you know, I threw out there like, Hey, you know, the, the target demographic is children, even though star Wars fans, you know, sort of been consumed by middle-aged men. Like no one's going to look at you funny uh, for saying that you're really excited about the star Wars movie. They may look at you funny. If you say you're really excited to check out Disney's Tarzan from the library and to discuss it for a half hour with another grown man. But this one, <laughs> Okay, this one clearly is aimed at kids, Ben. So you said you were sort of opposed to that. That should work on all levels, but I, I think I think this is unfair. There there are two Disney movies coming up in this podcast that I am a very big fan of, uh, films that I really like and care about. I think mo- I think family movies can also be intelligent and uh, can age well, and can at the very least, at the very least, be be dumb fun. And that's not what what Tarzan is. I I granted it was a commercial hit in its time, and you know, yeah, they okay, they did what they set out to do or whatever. But I today <laughs> I have I have uh, I I struggle to see how uh, kids w- would sit through this. Uh, it, it's not it's not very much fun. Even the scenes between Tarzan and other animals are not very are not very fun. Uh, well, he's yeah. usually being scolded or yeah, lectured yeah. by someone, be it an animal or a human. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, the Tarzan, as far as the supporting cast here, what they really need here was this was him as a moody teenager, where he, you know, he's he's seeing everyone's out to get him, everyone's out to like shape him, be something else. Uh, I actually find Tarzan the character be quite pleasant. I mean, he's he's really just trying to please everyone. He's just trying to to, to be a good son, to be a good you know neighbor, friend, what have you. Uh, I I mean I. Yeah, like I don't think kids were gonna are gonna like when the Disney, you know, sort of monolithic service comes consume like all content. Uh, I'm sure this film will be on there somewhere, and I you know don't know how many times kids are gonna how many boxes will they have to check off before they make their way down to Tarzan. Probably a good good number of Marvel and Star Wars movies and other Disney animated classics, but 
Um, I mean, what I remember of it was they were really hyping up the, uh, I guess like it's like skateboarding or like surfing style of Tarzan they have here. And I'm willing to bet that in you know, summer of 99 that kids thought that was cool. Um, but like a lot of things that you know rely on visual effects, this is like an anime film relying on their visual effects. And I mean, that's a weird thing to say, I think about an animated feature. But they seem to really be hanging their hat on all those sequences of him surfing through the jungle and you know skateboarding in a way down a tree. Um, that one... I don't know. That probably doesn't age as well because I, I think that kids would get bored of that after a while. But they were they were really really showing off their uh, what they had created here. Their their take on Tarzan. The animation style is fine. I mean, you know, they 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 always put a lot of money into the stuff and everything. And with the exception of I guess the Black Cauldron, uh, you know, Disney always does pretty well with in in terms of the the quality of the animation. Like we can give we can give them that. Uh, but, but this could have been a lot better. I want to give praise to the, to the one character who I liked, uh, which is, uh, Kerchak, the silverback gorilla voiced by Lance Henriksen, who is the only one smart enough to be like, you know, oh, hey, that hunter, he's a bad guy. Uh, don't trust him. Um, I like... The, and if, since we're in full-on spoiler territory at this point, uh, I like I like when Kerchak uh, is dying and Tarzan says, says, can you ever forgive me? And, and he starts out by just saying no. And I think they should have just left it there. He goes on to like have a big explanation, but I think they could, could have just had him dying and say, no, I will never forgive you. Like uh, your version of it is really uh, incredibly harsh. <laughs> Tarzan does not really do anything wrong uh, here. Tar- his, Tarzan you know, his, gets him killed. Tarzan gets he does him killed. <laughs> you know, if this if this guy's the Kerchak, he's the you know cock of the walk here. He should have handled it himself. Like, what was he waiting for a consensus here? I didn't think that's how uh, gorillas worked. I don't I don't remember that being how it worked for Anthony Hopkins in the classic instinct from an <laughs> earlier episode. I feel like there's one dude in charge, and kind of what he says goes, and. You know, if he accepts you, then the other ones fall in line. And so Kerchak, he, I mean, he's he's playing the archetype of like the, uh, you know, fairly unforgiving father uh, who's continually disappointed in what his uh, son is becoming. And it's it's extreme because this, in this case, his adopted son is a completely different species. But the reason I'm sticking up for Tarzan here is, you know, he's brought into this world by uh, Kerchak's uh, woman, by his uh, life partner. You know, he, he, what, what, it's not his fault. Like, you know, and, he, and the the fact that these humans show up and he's sort of curious about them. Well, he's been told his whole life uh, by his father figure that he's not one of them, should never have been there, that he's some other thing. So, yeah, naturally, he's going to be interested in the, you know, when the others show up and they look like him. So that actually leads to one of my my biggest criticisms with the film is that we're we're totally left in the dark as to what happens to Tarzan's original parents. Uh, they're, they're initially, they're, I had to actually re- rewind and see if I had missed something, but initially we see Tarzan's parents arrive on the island, you know, set to glorious Phil Collins uh, <laughs> overload uh, tunes. And, uh, and, and, I, and, and then a split second later, the mother gorilla is, is you know, coming to, coming to grab him. And, and, and we haven't, we, we don't, in, in all the other versions of Tarzan that I've seen, where if they show the parents uh, at all, they show what happens to them and everything, which is pretty important to his care. I mean, because uh, his parents don't just, you know, 
pick up and move off without them. They don't, you know, get a job at the jungle Kmart or whatever. Uh, you know, they get killed. They get killed by the wilderness. And yeah, uh, I mean, I yeah, that's dark. That's dark for. Uh, but you know, the the I don't think they didn't include it because it's dark. They didn't because they also have the child gorilla getting killed by the by the tiger early on. Yeah. And it's like, so then why didn't they why didn't they include it? It's just so it's like it's a lot of there, death there are, there are in other, the first five minutes. There are other things going on here that I think, you know, that you can't just write it off as, oh, it's family entertainment. This is for children. Um and so here so I, I another question for you. Okay. In all our other discussions, <laughs> you've always come down really harshly on animation. Like, uh-huh. oh, animated movies, how how can you like that? And we're talking about like some, you know, classic uh, animated movies that are like good, you know, not like Tarzan. So so why all of a sudden are we are we picking up the the softball bat for for Tarzan? That's what I want to know. Well, I, I don't know if I agree with your your premise that <laughs> I've I've really hated on these classic animated films. I will say that if you know something comes up from Pixar, like we have Toy Story four coming out, I don't ha- really have any interest in it. And I mean, there are a lot of people online. It's like you know Pixar, it's great. You know, I can't wait for yet another Pixar classic. And I I don't know, like I you know I watched uh, Inside Out, which seems to be like regarded as yeah, their their last big classic film uh, before they went like totally uh, sequels, and I thought yeah, this is this is mostly dumb. This is, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a film that uh, really goes out on a limb to explain uh, to the populace at large that people have feelings, and sometimes those feelings don't make a lot of sense. And I'm like, all right, so this is, I mean, this is aimed at a three year old then or a four year. This is aimed at someone who's throwing a tantrum. So. You know, <laughs> when you have something like that, that I think is sort of a critical pass, uh, I prefer, uh, give me my B movie, give me my Tarzan uh, fighting. You know, the, actually, the only other problem I have with this movie, other than Phil Collins, is that damn tiger. That, that's the only other issue I have with the, the movie as far as it's being a bit too, I guess, cartoonish or too zany, is that this nemesis tiger that I guess is uh, Tarzan, you know, earning his stripes among the, the ape kind he fights like a you know a, a rabid squirrel like jumping through trees and stuff and i i thought that i didn't like that i didn't care for them breaking the uh you know the the reality of their own sort of jungle laws here you know when the men come with guns the the apes are at a disadvantage so i, I didn't like this uh tiger being uh you know like magneto or uh, uh apocalypse or something being this like uh, super villain but other than that um i i genuinely think Tarzan is better than Pixar's Inside Out. I do. Oh my I think, god! <laughs> I think Inside Out is kind of lame. This and is recorded, you know. I mean, it'll I, exist I, forever. I hope this is our number one downloaded episode because I I think people who really go to bat for Inside Out are fucking kidding themselves. Uh, and really, you know, look at any other movie. Look at every other movie except for Run Little Run. Actually, I take that back. We just did one that is counter to the uh, the rant I'm going on here. Every movie is about people having feelings that they basically have to try to explain to someone else. I mean, that that's the story is trying to to uh, get across their point of view to see if their point of view wins out in that particular narrative. And Inside Out, I just you know, I, I think it's just a layup. And Tarzan is too, but it it knows it's a layup. It Disney is going down the checklist, and they're like, all right, what else can we get? What what is uh, publicly available that we can, you know, 
stamp Disney in front of and then, you know, sell toys on. Oh, Tarzan. We've not done that. Good. Roll with it. Okay. And I, I think I just find that more acceptable. This is going to be a really long episode and I did not anticipate that, but um, there are a lot of things being said that I just can't let, I can't let go <laughs> and just be like, <laughs> so, so, okay, look, I, I, I thought Inside Out had its uh, fair share uh, of negative uh, moments, uh, but I liked it overall. And uh, Pixar, I'm with you on the Pixar sequels. The Pixar sequels from the last four or five years, you know, they're not that good. They're, some of them are entertaining, uh, but most of at the same time, they're movies that I think, you know, they didn't need to exist. Uh, everything past Toy Story 3, I think, has been something that I didn't, uh, uh, in terms of a Pixar sequel, it's been something that I didn't actually need to go and, and check out. Uh, that And yeah, that being said, I'm not interested in Toy Story 4. Uh, you know, I feel like when you wrap something up uh, with, you know, three films like that in a way that is pretty much perfect, uh, why why are you chancing it for, you know, another goddamn paycheck? Like, I mean, it just seems dumb uh, to me. Uh, but I really, I really respect uh, the work that goes into animated films, and I really respect the work that goes into family uh, films. And so because of that, I can't just give Tarzan a pass uh, because it's lame. It's it, it, most intelligent children, you know, would reject this. And, you know, I feel like we can't but they just... Didn't. Or, or families <laughs> well, didn't. They did at the time. They did at the time. But that's what this podcast... That's the aim of this podcast <laughs> is for us <laughs> to go back and revive. Uh, obviously, we don't have a child here to ask. <laughs> but, you know, I think if we, if we, you know, I think if a child was to watch this now... An intelligent child would would not like it, and they would probably get bored about twenty minutes in. And and there's a there's a we didn't even bring up the random musical number with the gorillas. Stay with me, fellas. I feel something happening here. I mean, they had set the bar pretty low with those Phil Collins songs, but then somehow they managed to move it even lower with that random... Uh, gr- In fact, you know, th- so we normally have music at the end of this episode, and I'm just putting this out there right now. This will be the first 99 from 99 episode to end with total silence because I can't subject people listening <laughs> to this podcast to this Phil Collins' an, this music. This is also a layup. This is a layup. <laughs> You just pull a clip from American Psycho where he is just <laughs> waxing Huey Lewis poetic. in the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's got uh, he's got some Genesis in there. Yeah, you, know, you can uh, you can bring it you can bring it home, Ben. And that's uh, when you were going on and on about it. I'm like, well, clearly he's going to pull something from uh, Patrick Bateman, who uh, is a man that we are supposed to laugh at for having no taste. I'll do um, Huey Lewis. I'll do the Huey Lewis in the news scene. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm punting Phil Collins to you, uh, but I, I think, you know, Tarzan is a kid's action movie. So the way I talk down about cartoons is, you know, if if it is a an animated action film, predominantly like this one is, uh, I'd probably just rather watch a live action 
action film. Like I, I don't want to see a cartoon version of that fight. I've never been an you know anime fan or any of that. Like I, it, to me, it's all nonsense. You know, so like the what works for me here, or I think uh, Tony Goldwyn, I think Mini Driver. Like yeah, you know, I, I just I, I like uh, I like when the characters are nice to one another uh, and in good spirits and having fun. And um, yeah, the villains kind of lame. I think villains are for the most part in almost all Disney content aimed at. Uh, children or adults, they're usually fairly lame, uh, but they're necessary. They're necessary to show the goodness of our, our heroes. They have to have something, you know, they, they just can't just be lock, stock good. They have to be challenged in some way. Um, I, th- I thought it was fine. I got, what what came out the year prior? Let's see, I think that's more fair. We're, I think we're going it was Hercules, Pixar route. and I didn't see that either. I so, didn't see that one yeah. either. Um, but I, I would bet that Hercules is probably in a similar vein. Um, so, you know, do you want, do you want uh, your strong man? <laughs> now, we have, a... now we're going to have to do a podcast on Hercules. This is getting, this is, this is heading into strange territory, Denison. Um, well, that's, that was what I paused at the beginning of this conversation was it basically comes down during this time period of Disney films to the music. Everything else I think stays the same pretty much from one film to the next. As far as the arc, I watched a little mermaid recently for another podcast and that one's a lot better. I mean, I can like I can put these two side by side, and I'm like, okay, I see. Well, that one's regarded as a classic, and this one is mostly forgotten. However, I don't think it's like utter dog shit either. I think it's it's uh it's fairly entertaining for for what it is. I'm a very reasonable man, so I'm going to say two nice things about Tarzan from 1999. It's just as bad as the Legend of Tarzan that came out uh, a few years ago with the the lesser attractive. Uh, Skarsgård actor. Um, the lesser attraction? In comparison to Stellan Skarsgård, who, you know... Oh, I thought you were going down to Beautiful Beyond Belief. Um, who was uh, it. The- <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think he's considered the most attractive one. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I don't know. That, so there's too many Skarsgårds now. When I was growing up, there was only two. Um, <laughs> so... And then the other nice thing I'll say about it, Tony Goldwyn, you brought him up. Very good actor. Uh, he did a lot of things before this and after, after this, uh, very good character actor who, you know, should, who deserves more, uh, deserves more recognition. He was very good in the Belko experiment, uh, a year or two ago, and people should check that out if they like Tony Goldman. I'm looking at the Disney film list (laughs) and, uh. Hercules was summer '97. Mulan was summer '98. So we're Mulan is very good. It. Mulan is very good. Mulan's a I've very never seen good movie. Either one. Uh, <laughs> I've also not seen Pocahontas. You see, I'm just not. You know, a lot of this stuff. I just even as a child, I was like, don't need it. I've seen it before. You know, I, I've got the the story structure down the beats. Uh, however, the follow up film uh, for just Disney proper, I guess, uh, was Fantasia 2000. I don't know if that counts from Tarzan. Uh, but then after that, uh, dinosaur where they attempted to, uh, uh, dip their toe, I think into the Pixar waters. And I think that one was an out and out disaster. So for, yeah, that, I believe that's their least, co- that, that was their biggest commercial bomb dinosaur. I could be wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, you li- so I, mean, <laughs> you know what, come we've, up- we've come to the conclusion <laughs> that, uh, Tarzan was the last Disney animated classic film. No, they no, to Pixar. no, I know. Uh, Atlantis, I the Lost that. Empire, Treasure Planet. Well, oh, I take so, that back. So some of those, so some of those are actual. Like I don't remember them very well, but some of those are considered uh, better now than they than Brother they were. Brother Bear, Home I on the Range. I people liking Brother Bear. 
I think see now you're reaching. I will, but I I'm skipping I've never over seen one. Them. I've never seen them. Skipping over one that I actually genuinely liked, which is uh, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch is very good. I like Lilo and Stitch, and and so I mean going back to so I <laughs> this is going to end on a weird on a weird note. Uh, but I've been told. See, I remember really, I really like Mulan, obviously, but I've been told that it is both racist and sexist, and that I'm not allowed to like it. Well, uh, wait for the one that's not racist and sexist to come out. They'll fix that for you. How about that? Meanwhile, you should just enjoy the pleasures of Tarzan, because I did. Four out of five stars on Letterboxd. That's my review. This podcast. Bullshit. (laughs) Cue the music. So, so, uh, of course, very fittingly, uh, you know, a very similar... Uh, you know, genre uh, film coming up next. Uh, you know, I guess think John Grisham type thrillers. Uh, think Saturday Night Fever stars. Do you know what the movie is, Deniston? Uh, I, I know what this one is because uh, I've actually been looking forward to this conversation. Maybe it'll bounce off of uh, Mulan because uh, for my memories of this, when we were setting up this, this concept for this podcast, so I, was, I was like, boy, when we get to uh, the summer with the general's daughter. I wonder how that one's going to age because I do remember the uh, the premise of it. I remember the the hook, and uh, you talk about something that would not be made twenty years later. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And if it was, it would be made as a an episode of uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Law and Order, like SVU, the Good or Wife, the Good. I, well, well, I I I got to stop talking because I'm going to start getting into my actual material uh, for this episode. So, <laughs> so just check back on the next <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> You like Huey Lewis in the news? Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. In 87, Huey released this. Four, their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square, a song so catchy. Most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, feel free to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at 99from99. 99